Today's reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born. To be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be able to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, in the stillness of this moment, touch us, Lord, afresh. Touch us and wake us up to the wonder, the wonder that you became a human being for us. Amen. I love this picture. Can you imagine what it must have felt like to have this amazing angelic being filling a place with light and speaking words of life and hope and terrifying words too. Nineteen seventy-eight, Norman and I had just got married in the April. We weren't Christians, we'd never even been brought up in a Christian home. We knew nothing, really, about Jesus. In fact, I was probably mildly into Hinduism more than I was into anything else and yoga and stuff like that. So Christmas was about, I was a heavy smoker, so I was smoking Benson and Hedges. And I saw a pack of those on the ground the other day and I just thought how different the packet looked now compared to then, with all these awful images on the top of them and on the front. And yet Norman and I were people who smoked and we drank and we were looking for the good things of life and we were looking to increase all the things that we had in our home and a swimming pool and do all the things, you know, big car, the whole schkaboodle. That's where we were at. And we had that hope, we just got married. And something happened that first Christmas that something of the awe and wonder factor came and unwrapped itself to us in our room as we were just about to have a meal with my mother and father. I thought, it's not about drinking and smoking and 
the, the thing about materialism, really, that Fabian was talking about last week. It's about more than that. It's about something happened at Christmas. A child came. Who was that child? It felt like a really holy moment, as though light had entered our room and was entering our lives. And I found myself saying a prayer, a grace, which I'm not I have no idea what that prayer was like because I hadn't been taught to pray. But I was thanking God for Christmas and asking him somehow to bless without knowing who he was. It was 15 months later we gave our lives to Jesus and we haven't looked back since. For Mary, she had this vision And it must have been terrifying. This is a teenager. She must have been so afraid of what was happening. But there she was with her heart open and her hands open and a willingness to actually do what the last verse of our scripture reading today in Luke said. I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. I love this icon because it's, it's, a, it's showing what's actually happening. There we have this picture of Mary, the gift of Christmas, unwrapping the story. And it's like there he was inside the womb of Mary. And then, of course, as we celebrate Christmas Day, we see this great unwrapping of Christ, incarnation. And incarnation actually means becoming God becoming a human being, wrapping himself in flesh. And there's something that's filled with awe and wonder about that. Stepping from his throne, he removed his robe of light and wrapped himself in skin. The light of the universe entered the womb of a teenager. And we must think about the fact that Mary was an amazing, amazing being. She was an amazing person. And is. There she is. She's awesome. She was prepared for whatever God wanted of her. And I'm sure she knew something of the scriptures that foretold that a virgin would bear a child. And there she is, a teenager being chosen to do that. And Gabriel's greetings said, Hail, O favored one. And I think as an evangelical in the past, over Christmases, I found it very difficult to actually bring Mary into the fore. And the fourth Sunday of Advent, we do think about Mary and about her being chosen, highly favoured. But because I was an evangelical, I thought, oh, I don't want to get too much into that. You know, got to be a bit careful. But I had to repent of that this week and say, sorry, God, you know, that's just so wrong. Because this is a woman who has played such a spectacular role in bringing about our salvation. And she had to go through childbirth, which is not easy, I gather. I've not had a child, but I've certainly been present when other people have been uh, giving birth, and it's not an easy process. And if we take ourselves back to the garden, we remembered that there was something of a curse put upon humanity, that a woman should have birth in pain and labor. And it's like the saviour of the world chose to come to break the power of that curse, actually being born of a woman. 
Absolutely fantastic. Mary's song of praise, if you want to read that a bit later. All generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has magnified me. He's made me great. And holy is his name. There was something, of, I don't know who wrote those words down in the Bible, but it, they are beautiful. That song of Mary is completely beautiful, and she gives all the honor and glory to God. She remained humble. So following Mary's example, what can we learn? Well, to follow by being open to receive his messages to us. What is it he's speaking to us? Who are the angelic messengers? Are they human beings around us? Are they our spouses? Are they our family? Are they our children? What are the messages that are coming now to each one of us? Be open to receive and be open to follow. And be open to trust and obey. It won't have been easy for Mary to actually hear this message and know that there could be shame involved in this and difficulty and pain. And sometimes we're in that place too, aren't we? Where things are difficult, we can't quite understand what's happening in our lives and we think, surely God, you know, this can't be right. You, you know, what's going on here? But trust, just like Mary, and to obey the commands, to do whatever he's asking us to do, to be prepared to do that. And then most importantly, to that, back to that lovely icon with Christ within, to nurture the Christ within. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if you know and love the Lord, then he is in you. Nurture the Christ within you. A mother, when she's carrying a child in her womb, will touch that babe inside, rest her hand on her stomach area, Pray, praise God, sing to the child. Mary did all that with Jesus inside of her. Nurture the Christ within you. And be bonded to God in our wills and open to his love. His love is so all-surpassing and so surprising. And he had a plan before the world began that Jesus would come, and he came at the right moment, and he came when all the trade lines were open, when that message could spread throughout the world. He came at the perfect time. And remember his call on our lives to house him within and to walk humbly with him like Mary did, in humility, to receive whatever gift of life he's giving to you for others and to share his love with others as he grows us to maturity by his spirit within us. Just as exciting. I love, love these images. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever should believe in him shouldn't perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. Don't you think that Mary and Joseph were on a voyage of discovery. It wasn't all there. They didn't know it all. Don't you think that they looked at God, they could cradle in their arms and wondered, what in the world are you doing, God? They didn't know all the answers, or perhaps better phrased, God, what are you doing in the world? 
God was in the world, veiled in human flesh. How awesome is that? We cook the other lights down.
I think that's one of the most awesome songs and it just brings that whole perspective of unwrapping Christmas into place and we are the people to unwrap Christmas to this generation because it's not about the presents, the smoking and the drinking or even just the being together as family, it's about this. It's about Mary's song, it's about your song. Sing with joy this Christmas. If you've got time, invite somebody this afternoon who doesn't know about Christmas to come to the crib service. Invite somebody to come tomorrow, Christmas Day. Sing your song of praise. Sing your song of praise this Christmas as the gift of God is unwrapped. Luke 2.10 says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And let our present be to Jesus today, our hearts and our lives. Let's invite him in and nurture the growth within us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Lord, I give my whole life to you, Christ in me. I present myself to you and the world that you so love. Happy birthday, Jesus. Amen.